Welcome into the January 9th edition of the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsuti. The Lease picking up four out of four points with a pair of wins over the Wings and the Flyers. Uh, and we're officially at the midway mark as well as Toronto's first 41 games are in the books. We will break down the victories this weekend and discuss where things are at, where we feel things are with the Maple Leafs Club, and maybe what we'd like to see in the next 41 and beyond. All that and more coming up on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us on YouTube for video content uh, that's Locked On Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get new content delivered directly to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time. All right, Dave. Uh, it was a busy weekend for the Maple Leafs, uh, a back-to-back. We haven't had one of those in, in a little bit. It's been a while since, I guess, the Leafs have had to play a Saturday-Sunday game. Uh, but they picked up both victories, both wins against non-playoff teams, which is nice that they're kind of shedding that narrative and winning those games more often uh, this season. But picking up four out of four points here, uh, a 4-1 win over Detroit, a 6-2 win over Philadelphia. Um, both goalies getting back into the win column, I think, is maybe one of the bigger storylines that coming out of the weekend, like they had both really been struggling heading into the weekend and both with some decent performances and picking up victories, but doing so while actually playing well and having good underlying numbers. Yeah, no, I think that's the important one. There is that though the question was, are, should we be concerned about the goaltending? And yeah, these were probably two of the easier matchups. These goaltenders have faced in a, quite a while but they played like you expect them to play and i think that's something that can't be ignored i thought matt murray especially was solid you know he faced a lot of shots high volume and even samsonov you know it was both games were not easy by any stretch like the leafs obviously the scoreboard was very flattering for them but you know this these weren't easy victories in terms of you know both philly and detroit didn't you know didn't go down lying still. They made things a little bit tough on them. So it was a it was a good bounce back after, you know, a pretty sour taste in your mouth at, you know, with the Seattle and St. Louis losses. Yeah, I, I think that's nice to see them getting back at it. And uh, you know, both of them just playing well. A couple of things that stuck out to me over the weekend, got some great depth scoring, uh, especially in that game against Philadelphia. I think that was something that really stuck out to me. You had you know, Timothy Lilligren scoring a goal. Connor Timmons got his first goal of his NHL career. You had Yarncroc, you know, getting in on on uh, on things here. Like, it was just a, an outstanding night from a lot of different guys. Pontus Holmberg. Uh, and then in Detroit, it was just, they could have beat Detroit like 7-1. 
Uh, that goalie played pretty pretty well, Magnus Helberg. Um, he made some some dynamite stops, but it seemed like the offense really got going. It was a bad first period in in, in Detroit. Terrible first period. They had. Um, it wasn't until like the first 19 minutes and 58 seconds of that first period, the Leafs had one shot. I couldn't believe it. I was there. I was watching the game. I look up at the shot clock, and it went to two when they got that buzzer beater shot at the end of the period. I'm like, oh my god, they had one shot that entire period. That was brutal. Um, but then they woke up in the second period, got things done, and obviously came away with with the four one win. Um, I think something that uh, that we need to talk about here is I don't know if you heard the comments pregame. So Connor Timmons ends up getting into the the game against Philly. We had talked about maybe Giordano sitting out potentially just because he'd been playing a lot. Uh, he played a lot early in the season, and perhaps it'd be best for his legs. It ended up being TJ Brody who sat out because he's dealing with something uh, very vague from Sheldon Keith, but that's that's it's not overly uh, you know inviting to hear that TJ Brody's been dealing with something as of late. Something news like that. Yeah. Was, I'm just like, oh, like okay, like here comes the secrecy. We're not even gonna like. If it's a it's a thing where he misses one game, that's fine. But if it's something that's going to keep lingering for a little bit, you're you know you get a little bit concerned because you know he had the oblique injury that took him out for a while. Yeah, and we know that obliques can be a weird thing. And yeah, like it, this was not the scenario I had envisioned Connor Timmins getting back into the lineup. But hey, this is where you got to stay ready. So, well, where, where, where are you at with this, though? Because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of discourse online, whether it's it's in our own Discord or if it's online on Twitter, saying that, like, Connor Timmons at this point has played him into played himself into, like, a nightly staple in this blue line. I mean, do you agree with that? And, and if so, like, how do you go about getting him the minutes that he's earned? Because this at this point, like, this seems deep when it comes to having, like, a bunch of bottom pair defensemen. Like they got a bunch of guys who are, you know, are that nucleus who can play, you know, the four, five, six role. But unfortunately, when you got four or five of those guys, one or two of them are going to be out on any given night. And it's been Connor Timmons to this point. But it seems like anytime he's out there, though, this guy's picked like just getting offense. He's got like 10 points already. And he hasn't, he's barely played a dozen games for this team. Like at some point, you just gotta keep throwing this guy out there, and and I don't know how they're who's gonna have to come out um, if there's gonna be a, a trade of some kind. I don't know, but I've been super impressed by Connor Timmons of late, man. Yeah, like obviously it's nice to have that depth, but there's one thing when a guy is you know there for the depth, and another when every time he's in the lineup, he is finding ways to produce. So the only excuse to not play him is if he's just got off with defensively and the thing is i'm not seeing bad defensive plays from him yeah maybe in the beginning there were some moments where you know the skating wasn't there or you know there was a blip on a defensive play but lately what he's doing offensively kind of masks any potential defensive issues that people might think he has which i'm not really hearing much about either we know that who which defenseman some would like to take out of the lineup for Connor Timmons. Um, but yeah, like unfortunately, Connor Timmons isn't 
going to usurp Morgan Rally on the top pairing. He's not take like the only logical pick is either it's him, it's Timothy Lilligren or Justin Hall. Like those are that's that's the right side, right? And Timothy Lilligren is phenomenal. He scored. I agree. In the against Philly, he's been quietly, I think, one of the more important contributors on that blue line. Yeah, he was really good against Detroit too. Like he didn't find the score sheet, but I thought defensively, like he was he was solid. He defended that one two on one in the first period really really well. Had a couple of nice one on one plays. He he you know wasn't afraid to bring guys into the boards, and he's decent when he's he's bringing the puck out of the zone like he's got a nice first pass so you know Timothy Lilligren is really growing into uh, the player that he was supposed to be pre-draft um like remember when he it, it, at one point he was considered like potentially a top five draft pick yeah. and then ended up getting mono the the season of his draft year and he fell all the way to you know where the Maple Leafs scooped him up at at 17 and it seems like it's taken him a little bit to to get there and 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 you know become that player again, that top four defenseman. But the way that he's been playing of late, like he he really has impressed me and is definitely you know working himself back into that top four D man discussion legitimately. So he might not be the guy who who comes out, which means yeah, Justin Hall might might be the the character who finds himself uh, on the outside looking in, which you know is tough because he's a guy too who's had a really big you know, up and down year and it was bad early. And then he had a great stretch while the injuries were there where he stepped up big and was, you know, the team's top pair defenseman alongside Giordano. The last couple of games, I think that pairing, it kind of slipped a little bit and they got broken up tonight, obviously. And, uh, you know, who knows what that means going forward. Maybe that means that he might sit up in the press box for a night, give him a little bit of a reset. Um, but it's definitely a conversation that I'm sure Sheldon Keefe and his coaching staff are going to start having is how can we find minutes for Connor Timmons? Because anytime he's out there, he's getting production from the back end, which is not necessarily something that uh, this blue line has been known to do all season long. So we'll see what ends up happening of, of Connor Timmons. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, Dave, let's do our uh, first, second, and third stars of the weekend. I suppose we could use both games, Saturday and Sunday's victory. And then uh, we're 41 games into the season, Dave, so smack dab right in the middle of the of the Leafs' regular season. We'll kind of you know see where our heads are at with this team. What have we liked? What do we still want to see this team improve upon? We'll have that chat also in a little bit. But first, why don't you tell the good folks – about one of our fantastic sponsors of the podcast, Athletic Greens. Yep, it's a product I use every day. Um, I was looking for a product that would help me, you know, with my gut health, get a little more energy. You know, I'm not one that likes to have to always remember to take, you know, certain vitamins at certain points of the day, others at different times you know, mix them all together, trying to find the right multivitamins. So why not take an all-in-one solution? And with Athletic Greens, it's just one scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, fo- whole food su- source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things that I have witnessed, I have listed above. Now, I mentioned that I was looking for something that was simple, 
for my life. I live a very simple lifestyle. I'm not one that likes to try to, you know, you know, how, what's the best way to try all these different things. I want something that's simple. I want one thing that helps me. And that's what AG one does for me. And as uh, we've mentioned many times on the podcast, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. It can also contains only one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial flavors. It still tastes good, and it's also good for you. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, helps with mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DeStefano. Got Dave Morissuti with me. We are a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. So if you are a big Leaf fan, you consider yourself a big part of Leaf Station, make sure you subscribe to the show. So we got new content coming to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time. Uh, and the Leafs coming off a couple of big victories. They beat Detroit 4-1, beat Philly 6-2. Uh, it was a nice victory on both occasions, and as we do after every single Leaf win, we go through our three stars of the game, and since we're coming off of weekend, we got two games to choose from, so stars of the weekend. Dave, let's start with your third star of the weekend. Go ahead. Got to give it to Connor Timms for scoring his first career NHL goal. Took him a little bit of time, drafted 2017, had to deal with a lot of injuries and apparently the Arizona Coyotes not realizing they actually had a decent defenseman just kicking around. So got to give him a shout out for his first career uh, NHL goal. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture that the Leafs had posted after I think it was after the game of him, of what Connor Timmons wore when he was a little kid, just like uh, Mr. John Tavares. I'm going to pull up the tweet, actually. Just like uh, our good old boy, J2. He also had a thing for the Leafs growing up. Nice little Maple Leaf jersey here. Nice. Almost how it started. How it started versus how it's going. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's a photo of Connor Timmons. What's he? Maybe five four or five years old in that photo looks like potentially about five years old is good yeah about five years old rocking a leafs jersey back as a child and then today with his first goal puck holding it uh with a nice big smile on his face wearing some maple leaf swag and uh side by side with the how it started versus how it's going so um big time big time um, you know, I, I think he's a St. Catharines native, so I shout out to Connor Timmons. I think, uh, 
he's my third star as well. And we had already kind of talked about whether or not he needs to get more ice time. But I think what is very conclusive to me is that Kyle Dubas got a steal uh, for, for this team. I mean, he gave up Curtis Douglas. Like, no, no offense to Curtis Douglas. Way better hockey player than I will ever be. But it looks as though the Maple Leafs got themselves a bona fide NHL player, and Curtis Douglas is still, and I know, you know, a, 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 like a middling player in the minors. Like at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. And you know, I, I really do need to give. We all do need to give a little applause yeah. to uh, Cal Dubas. And look, Justin Hall. If if he doesn't take Justin Hall's place. This year, that guy's a UFA. I don't know how expensive Connor Timmons will really be after only actually playing like half a season of NHL hockey. That might be a, a decent, cheap fill-in for Justin Hall going forward. Um, just something to think about, too. But he was also my third star. Goal and an assist in, uh, in tonight's game coming in for TJ Brody. All right, your second star of the weekend, Dave. I got to give it to the goaltenders. Matt Murray, Ilya Samsonov, both, you know, coming off performances where they gave up five-plus goals. I saw I, – I, I couldn't find the tweet, but I, I saw our friends over at Locked On Senators giving a little, little crap to Matt Murray and Leafs fans because, you know, Leafs fans were boasting to Sens fans about how they – just let Matt Murray go, right? Just trade him away for future considerations. They're on Matt Murray for obviously a very tough month. Um, I think the Ottawa, I hate to say this to our good old pals, uh, Ross and uh, Filzy. Maybe we need to worry. They need to worry a little bit more about their goaltending after what happened to them against <laughs> Against Seattle, who apparently are goalie destroyers right now on the road. I don't know if you yeah. saw uh, that. Was eight four? Was that game in on Saturday between yeah. Seattle and Ottawa? So, boys, worry about your goaltenders. Leafs fans will worry about Matt Murray. Yes. No uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little little bump on the road. All right. A little bump on the road. They drove right past it, and now looks like both of these two guys have had quality starts in back to back games. And it's weird how, like, these guys have been linked. They're either both succeeding together or things aren't going well together. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly can't get into the mind of a goaltender to even know why or question why that's the case, why they just seem so linked, I suppose, like their moods, their play, whatever it is. Uh, but they're both winning right now, and they both, you know, have played well over the course of this weekend. So, um, they certainly deserve a, a shout out. I, my not my second star though. I I want to give it to Pontus Holmberg. He's not someone who we talk about a whole lot here on this podcast, but um, he, he just plays the right way for a bottom six guy. Like he just does, man. And ended up with uh, you know some production this this weekend too. Got a goal and an assist, and just steady steady plays all the time. And and he just keeps getting more and more opportunity from Sheldon Keith. And I, I think that. Like even tonight, the the Zach Aston Reese goal. That's that doesn't happen if Pontus Holmberg doesn't get it on goal and create that rebound, right? So I mean, he's he's just a guy who's been playing great. Had a great deflection in the game against Detroit, 
you know, just by standing in front of the net and, 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 you know, getting a good stick on, on, a on, a uh, you know, a shot on net. And I think that he's a player that has been a find here, you know, about the quarter way mark of the season. They found him, plugged him into the lineup and he's been exceptional. I don't see why you would take him out of the lineup at this point. He, he seems like the perfect fourth line center for this team going forward. Um, and he's just been spectacular. So I wanted to give him some love as well. Uh, he's been found money. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a six round pick that took a little bit, but finally is turning into a, a nice role player for an NHL club. And that's, that's really all you ask of your late round picks is, can they yeah. become a role player with your team? You know, can that be that found money uh, that, you know, you've seen Tampa, have so many times guys who just become players for their for their team after being sixth, seventh, fifth round picks. And finally it looks like the Maple Leafs are, are kind of doing that a little bit here. And Pontus Holmberg is one of them. Pierre Engvall's another guy, former seventh round pick. So they're finally getting some of those late round gems that are turning into NHL players. So it's good to see from a development uh, a draft and development perspective. All right. Uh, first star. I'm curious who your first star is because there's probably a bunch. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking a page out of the Mike DeStefano playbook and I'm giving it to the entire second line. Yeah, so we have the same first star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you can't, you can't, like, it, it would have been easy to say John Tavares because you know he had, I think it was what three goals, five points, three goals and five points. Like that's a beast weekend for John mm-hmm. Tavares. Mitch Marner, 500th career point. Following in Austin Matthews' footsteps there, and it's coming at five on five too. So it's at five on five production, which last year that was a big downfall to you know Tavares's numbers. He didn't get much production at five on five. This year it seems to be coming a little bit more now that he's you know with Mitch Marner who drives offense a little bit better. And you know we can't forget about Cali Arncroft who's yeah. been a nice little addition to that line. Like he's just. Hunts pucks keeps keeps play alive in the ozone, and even today, you know, made a really nice pass to get the puck out to Tavares for him to score that goal. So, um, I think he's been a good complement to to those two guys as well, rounding out that second line. Yeah, I, I want to see how far they can go in terms of a line. Right, we t- there's been a lot of talk about the Leafs want to add that left winger to that line. Let's see if Cali can keep this going a little bit more. You know. Interesting thing too um, that happened in this game was Michael Bunting got bumped down, and they were trying different players with Nylander and Matthews. I was uh, that I found that to be a little curious. Um, I don't know if you noticed that throughout this game. So yeah, I like that. You know that second line, which was always the biggest concern to me. It's been you know those the top six have been you know relatively very good. I don't know how much. That'll change between now and the trade deadline. But that's, I think, if you're Kyle Dewis, you're hoping that that's one less thing you have to go look on your shopping list. Well, I think that's a good transition into uh, our next topic that we can get into on the other side. Because we're 41 games into the year. What do we expect of the 41 games uh, to come? Well, we can get into that on the other side. But first, one time I wanted today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, you get the playoffs coming around. You got basketball, hockey, 
Uh, tons of stuff to bet on. We've got it all over at betonline.net. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. Uh, Toronto with a 6-2 win over the Philadelphia Flyers to officially end the first half of their regular season. It's 41 games into the year for the Maple Leafs. Um, where's your head at with this team? I guess like through the first 41 games, and I asked you, are you happy with this team? If you had to give a grade to the first 41 games, Dave, um, what would you say? In terms of a grade, I'll go A-. minus Because when I look at the issues and the question marks about this team, everybody was worried about John Tavares. I say John Tavares is on the low end of issues that I've had with this Leaf season. Um, Austin Matthews, who would have thought that it would have taken this long, 41 games for him to get his 20th goal of the season. Yeah. He's still on pace for 40 goals. But the fact that the Leafs are doing so well and Austin Matthews isn't putting up the MVP numbers, I think speaks to how this team is re- realizing maybe they relied a little bit too much on Austin Matthews last year, right? And you know what? Like, sure, there are still some concerns with this lineup, right? Can Caliarco continue doing what he's doing? It's still an unknown. Can we trust Pierre Engvall, Alexander Kerfoot to be contributors when when counted upon, when needed? That's still a question mark for me. But I've liked the I've liked the moves that were made to you know give Pontus Omberg his shot, show confidence in him, keep him going. Zach Aston Reese, he's been a very valued addition. Um, Connor Timmins, like those moves, they're small moves. But they're making a big difference, I think, in terms of how the the team is viewed on a night to night basis, top to bottom. Yeah, I, you know, when we talk about where are we at, what have I liked? I, I like that this team does have like a a pretty established identity. You know, like I think this team doesn't necessarily want to play that run and gun style of of you know offensive game that we had seen in the past. I think they're comfortable being like. You know, two-way games, play tight, and then just once you get into the offensive zone, I mean, these guys, these superstars just have immense skill. They can make it work, um, and they could score on a, on a whim. You know, they could score in so many different ways. But defensively, I, I like what they've been doing. They've been one of the top defensive teams, um, you know, for a while now. And I, I like the depth that this team has created. Like, we talk a lot about the top six, but even the, the bottom six. Like, you look at what... The, the, the goals tonight, I mean, Zach Aston Reese finds uh, the back of the net. That's a goal coming from the fourth line. You got a goal from, you know, Connor Timmons and Timothy Lilligren. That's goals coming from the blue line. That's depth. Callie Armcroft, who, you know, wasn't expected to be a top six player. You know, nice little depth piece. And, and he's coming up and he's scoring some goals. And then the other night you saw some more depth goals kind of coming about from, from the Toronto Maple Leafs against, uh, against Detroit. Got a goal, you know, from Pontus Holmberg as well in that game. So, I like that this team is getting contributions up and down their lineup. And, you know, we haven't necessarily seen this entire team firing on all cylinders yet. Like, I think that once, 
these guys potentially could get into a groove where that top line, that second line, you got the bottom six doing their thing, just being consistent. And then you also have the defensemen playing at the top of their game along with the goaltenders. And I think this this team, this lineup, like I, you could stack them up against anyone in the NHL, and I think they could find success. I, I really, really do. I, I think they've put together quite a lineup. And uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs to the first 41 games of the year, obviously. But when they're at their best, um, honestly, this this team stacks up against anybody in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. Uh, but when it comes to what you want to see going forward, maybe is there still some improvements that you believe the Maple Leafs need to make, uh, whether if it's literal improvements, as in, you know, what's going on on the ice or when it comes to improving the roster by making a trade and making an addition. I want to still see the blue line add an element of physicality to it. I'm, you know, I watched that Seattle game. Like it was way too easy for Seattle against the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Like the Detroit game, the goal they scored, you know, that's just bad communication. Really like they played solid defensively, but I want. I'm just worried that you know they do. They do have us you now. Some small blue liners. They're also out hit 41 to 17 in the Philly game as well. Yeah, like you saw that Philly was like they wanted to try to you know outmuscle the Leafs and hoping to win that game. That's a concern for me because that's how teams like in the playoffs will play the Leafs. That's how Tampa will play the Leafs. We're gonna see the Boston Bruins this week. We haven't seen the Bruins in a long time, and they've been really good. That's likely what the Boston Bruins will do if it ever comes to that point as well. So I, I want to see can can this team find a way to play against that physicality, or are they going to have to add a little bit of that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. That that that's something, especially once it comes down to the playoffs. You know, that's what this team needs, and. You can even say up front, like, I'd like a little bit more goals scored in around the net. Like, we're seeing right now, as of late, there's been a lot of really good goals off the rush, some nice rush chances, tip plays. But when it comes into the playoffs, I mean, there's so many goals that are scored within five feet of the hockey of the hockey net, right? Like, you, you just got to get some dirty, greasy goals. And sometimes I do want to see some dirty, greasy ones. Zach Hassan-Reese, you know, he had a nice one tonight, and that's more like this type of, playoff style goals that you you would come to expect so um you know if we could see some of those just by crashing to the net hard going into the dirty areas i think that would improve things a little bit and and make you feel better about the playoffs uh obviously the the you know the the physicality is is one there but also just i want to get both of these coldies rolling as a tandem they were rolling separately when each other were injured and they had a good run at the net and got into a groove but since they've been put into a tandem and they're kind of going back and forth they haven't been able to get that level of consistency that we had seen prior so i'd like the consistency from the goaltenders to come in the next 41 games um and 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 i think that would really put this team into another stratosphere if they can get that going i mean you saw what happened they finally had back-to-back games with these goalies and that played well it was a 4-1 to 6-2 win. Now, granted, not the greatest teams. You know, Detroit and Philly, two teams not really in a playoff spot. 
but still you you had they had to make some good big saves at, at times in these games and you know they were there to make the stops and that's all you can ask and count on your goalie to do so uh, that would be maybe another thing and also we haven't seen Matthews at his optimal level yet like this is still a guy who can easily go on a tear and score 20 goals in the next 20 games scored 51 and 50 why can't he do 20 and 20 he's only had one game so far where he's had a multi-goal game one two-goal game other than that one goal per game here there at some point you gotta think that in this next 41 games there's gonna be a stretch where he's gonna be unleashed where the goals are gonna come the fountain is gonna explode and uh he's gonna rocket up the rocket list and might not be able to win it. Maybe he's a little too far out at this point, but I still think he could make a good run at, at that and, and get, you know, into the 50 ish goal mark at the very least. So that's another thing that I think uh, I'll be looking for in, in the second half of the season is let's get that Austin Matthews breakout coming. Cause it didn't come in the first half. We all expected it, but it never actually came. I'll say this, his lack of goal production uh, by his standards right. has meant that William Nylander has seen his production go up because everybody's always so focused on Austin Matthews. This is where I wonder, okay, can Michael Bunting... Michael Bunting is obviously a top six guy. He's shown that he can be a top six guy. But do they need to consider adding somebody maybe to that top line that can be more of a facilitator? to Matthews and Nylander like potentially I'm not saying you move Michael Bunting down the lineup but I'm wondering if you uh, you make it that much easier for Austin Matthews Michael Bunting to me isn't a facilitator but isn't that exactly what you're asking for (laughs) well yeah like I'm asking for someone to help elevate Austin Matthews but I don't know if Michael Bunting is gonna get I don't know man now we're getting into a situation where where you're talking about how Last year's league MVP and um, best player in the league voted upon by his peers also. I mean, I don't think you need other guys to elevate them, right? I think they can do it themselves. And Michael Bunting, you look at the last 20 or so games, I mean, he's operating at a point per game with those guys. Oh, yes, he is. They've been extremely productive. Why why would you want to change that? Well, I mean, they changed it tonight. Why do they do that tonight? I was curious about why they moved Michael Bunting out of all games. The one where, like, the, I don't know if that was experimentation or was it was he trying to send a message? I didn't even see if they asked him about that. I would have asked him. I didn't either, yeah. I, I might have to go and dig and dig into that and look because, yeah, that would be something to ask about for sure. Because That's I, something to get to on tomorrow's pod probably. Now, I'm not going to fault Michael Bunting for the playoffs last year because he was not 100%. He was clearly hurt. Yes, yes. But we also see that, you know what, once in a while, Austin Matthews, yes, he's supposed to elevate his game, but guys around him have to also step up a little bit too. And that's why I'm saying, you know, now he doesn't have Marner with him. Marner was clearly someone that helped, you know, get him to that 60 goals. Yes, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, I don't say put Mitch Marner back with Austin Matthews because I don't think that's needed. I like the balance that they have. I'm just wondering, is there a move that can be made to further elevate that line? So are you, like, 
talking trade here? You think they need to bring someone in externally? Is this what you're is this what you're saying, David? Well, we keep hearing that a trade like trade they they are looking to add. But they're um, looking to add like a power forward though, no? Like isn't that what we keep hearing is they want to add someone with a little bit of bite? I mean, that's that's not that's that doesn't mean facilitator. This is true. I I'm, I'm just wondering like what's the ideal fit? Patrick Kane. You're you're on the Patrick Kane train still? No, I'm just saying that's what would that would be your fit. Like you bring in a facilitator like Patrick Kane, you flip Willie to the left, you keep him on the right, and then now you have your facilitator. That's how you would get what you want. I don't see it happening. I don't even see Patrick Kane being traded right now at this point. Really? You think he stays put? I just I'm not I'm not really hearing teams. By now, you want to hear some teams kind of kicking the tires on Patrick. He's having a tough season. Yeah, tough, tough year. But I don't. I I don't see the Leafs going after him. I think yeah, a power forward, somebody that Michael Bunting is good. If Michael Bunting is the guy, I got no problem with that. I'm just wondering, is that an area that the Leafs feel like they need to? They want to see if they can if there's a better option out there potentially. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe we can get into that a little bit. On tomorrow's podcast, you have, we do have a few days. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they don't play again until what Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday in Nashville. So maybe that's a pod for tomorrow. Perhaps we could do. Uh, we haven't done um, a mailbag in a while. A mailbag in a long time. Maybe we can make tomorrow a mailbag. Okay, send questions down below. Comment whatever questions you want, and we'll get to it in uh, in our mailbag. And we'll do that for Tuesday. Tuesday show will be a mailbag show. We'll, we'll tweet something out. We'll put in the Discord also. And we'll try and compile a whole bunch of questions for uh, for a mailbag segment. So maybe we'll do that tomorrow. But that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you uh, for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Lockdown Leaves. Leave a like and uh, a comment on YouTube as well if you could. And uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leaves.